Warning. This podcast contains graphic content that some listeners may find offensive or triggering. Listener discretion is advised. Hi, everyone. Happy Friday and happy October. Welcome back to the Bad News Betty podcast. I'm your host, Hannon, and in honor of the spooky season, I thought I'd read you all a creepy story each Friday of this month. Now grab a snack and get cozy. This is Do Not Enter by C. Austin. When I first moved into my apartment, the landlord told me a strange thing. Always check that the room is the right one before entering. Sage advice from a master of the obvious, you might say. Truth be told, I hadn't really been paying much attention up to that point. My landlord was the type of woman that put no effort into sounding happy to meet you, and whatever Eastern European accent she had certainly didn't make it any easier to understand. I probably should have asked a few more questions, but signing a lease wasn't a process I wanted to prolong any longer than I had to. Besides, it's not like I really needed an explanation. My early childhood diet didn't consist exclusively of paint chips, after all. For how cheap the rent was, I wasn't about to worry over a bad joke. This place was one of those oddities of design that seemed to suck the fun out of everything anyway. Nothing but a series of copy and paste apartments stacked on top of each other for 13 laborious floors. Each one was practically identical, right down to the way the front door stuck when it rained, and not a single window among them. They even came furnished with a full set of drab appliances and furniture, devoid of any particular style or taste. It's like living in a filing cabinet, sterile and lacking a life of its own. You'd think we all lived in alphabetical order and referred to each other by apartment numbers. My accountant would love this place. As dull as the accommodations were though, it didn't take more than a month for things to get interesting. They were little things at first, mostly just noises, nothing particularly sinister, but they did a great job of keeping me up at night. One night, I'd heard unintelligible whispers coming from my neighbor's bathroom that lasted for hours. The next, I'd swear I heard far-off wolf-like howls from the floor above, despite a rigidly enforced no-pets policy. Once, I'd even caught the unmistakable sound of crashing waves on a sandy beach from the apartment on the sixth floor. Occasionally, I would hear noises coming from rooms in my own apartment. However, nothing would be out of place when I checked. I may have forgotten to mention that I live alone. It took a bit longer for anything really strange to happen, though. It was four months into my stay when the sound of clinking glasses and slamming cabinets woke me. It came from the kitchen, and I knew it had to be an intruder. I slipped out of bed quietly and grabbed the aluminum baseball bat that I kept next to the door. I must have looked absolutely ridiculous tiptoeing down my carpeted hallway to the kitchen with how much noise the intruder was making. When I reached the door to my kitchen, I chanced to peek inside. Sure enough... I saw a dark figure furiously rooting through my kitchen cabinets. Tightening the grip on my baseball bat, I flipped on the light switch. Lucky thing I did too, otherwise I might have beaten an innocent old woman to death. My midnight intruder was startled at the sight of me, her wrinkled face twisting into a mixture of fright and confusion. The unassuming dirty dressing gown and fluffy pink slippers she wore seemed an odd choice for a burglar. I recognized this woman though. She was the old lady who lived two doors down from me. I'd even helped her with her groceries that very evening. 
After managing to calm down the poor old woman and assuring her that this was not in fact her own apartment, my elderly neighbor apologized profusely. She'd woken up in the middle of the night craving a cup of tea, she explained, and must have gotten lost in the dark, unlit building. How she managed to slip into my apartment without either of us noticing was beyond me. She must suffer from dementia because she was absolutely convinced that she should still be in her own apartment. I don't think she understood just how close she came to a baseball bat to the head, and I wasn't in the mood to explain it to her. I tried to be as polite and understanding as I could as I escorted her back to her apartment, but something was bothering me. Something about the whole affair made the little hairs on the back of my neck stand up. It wasn't until I locked the front door that I realized what it was. Before going to bed, I remember quite clearly locking the front door from the inside. I racked my brain all night, but I just couldn't explain how the old woman could have wandered into my apartment without opening the front door. Having no one else to ask, I decided to bring the subject to my next door neighbor the next day. Cornering him in the hallway that evening, I had trouble broaching the subject. When I'd finally stammered out my story, however, he seemed rather unsurprised by the whole ordeal. Apparently, this sort of thing happened all the time. Not just to the old lady down the hall, either. Almost everyone in the building had a similar tale. It was the doors, he said. They didn't always lead to the same place. Sometimes you would be facing a door that led to your bathroom, only for it to lead to your bedroom instead. It could even lead to a completely different apartment on a completely different floor. Once he heard that someone's closet door had opened to the alley on the north side of the building. It was a crazy thing to think that your door could lead anywhere in the building without notice, but my neighbors seemed to believe that the phenomenon stretched farther than that. To get around this little nuisance, he suggested I do what the other tenants do. The generally accepted method was to make two marks on either side of each doorway in the apartment with a marker. That way, you could tell the room you were about to enter was the right one at a glance. If the two marks didn't match up, you were staring at a doorway to the unknown. At least, that was the idea. The old lady must have forgotten to check when she stepped into my kitchen, or at least not seen it in the dark. My neighbor seemed rather annoyed by the thought. He made it painfully clear that I wait for the door to go back to normal before using it. I should under no circumstances ever enter a room that shouldn't be there. Always check first. My neighbor experienced the anomaly himself in the past, but only as a mild annoyance. Even still, he was very adamant that I take the matter seriously. But how could I? Who in their right mind would believe a story as insane as this? Sure, it could explain how the old lady down the hall got into my apartment without using the front door, but it created all sorts of other questions. And the last thing I wanted to question were the laws of physics. Mass hysteria, it had to be. A building filled to the brim with lunatics. In the end, I found it simpler to write my neighbor off as a head case and move on with my life. However, I did as he suggested. With a red sharpie that I secretly borrowed from work, I drew a line on each side of every door jam in my apartment. It was more out of curiosity than anything else, or maybe I was just daring the universe to prove me wrong. Either way, after a few weeks, I got into a habit of checking if both marks were there before I entered a room. I saw it as a little inside joke. When in Rome, do as the wackos do. Eventually, it became a silly little ritual I would do to remind myself that the world wasn't crazy just the guy next door. I'd been living in my apartment for a little over a year before it happened to me again. I'd gotten up in the middle of the night to grumpily use the bathroom like I'd done many times before. I was on autopilot. 
and on my way back to bed, I lifted my tired eyes to the doorway leading to the bedroom and grinned at the now familiar red. But I hesitated. There was only one mark. Though only lit by a small lamp in the hallway, I was absolutely sure there was no red mark on the bedroom side of my door. I stood there for a while blinking sleep from my eyes and trying to stare the second mark back into existence. The bedroom looked the same as I'd left it minutes before, save for the missing mark on the doorway. Were my eyes playing tricks on me? Maybe I was dreaming. Or my kooky neighbor's story was the real deal? As ridiculous as it sounded, I was sure of one thing. There had been two marks on my trip to the bathroom. I didn't go in right away. I wanted to, but a small part of me took what my neighbor said seriously. First, I waved an empty hand in the doorway. Nothing particularly spooky happened. Emboldened by the knowledge that this phantom room wouldn't immediately melt my skin off, I took a tentative step inside. At first glance, nothing looked out of the ordinary. Everything was where I remembered leaving it. Even my comforter was thrown aside like I'd just been sleeping under it minutes before. But then why was the mark missing from my doorframe? I was certain there had to be something about this room that was different. In that moment, my neighbor didn't seem so crazy, and all I needed to prove it was to find what was wrong with this room. I tore open my closet and flipped my mattress in search of clues. Every drawer was emptied on the floor in my quest. I even tore the carpets up at the ends to look underneath. I looked everywhere in my madness, but found nothing. Everything was where it should be. Somehow though, I knew this wasn't my bedroom. And it wasn't until I turned back to the door to check if the second mark was really missing that I realized what was different about it. This room had no doors. Thank y'all for listening. I hope you enjoyed today's episode of Bad News Betty. I'd love to hear your feedback and send in any true crime or scary stories that you want featured on the podcast. You can email me directly at badnewsbettypodcast at gmail.com. I'll put the link down in the show notes. Please rate, review, and subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. I'll be back this Murder Monday with a brand new true crime episode. Until then, please only kill them with kindness and take care.